it feels well. This, I can hear myself. I can hear you. You know what? Sometimes Sounds good. That's all you need in life. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, and then I got my cane stuff here. Okay. Hello, and welcome to the Katie Halper Show. Thanks so much for listening to us. I'm your host, Katie Halper, and I'm joined every week by my co-host, Gabe Pacheco. On today's episode, we speak to journalist Adam Johnson about a piece he wrote on the distorted legacy of John McCain and the way that he's being whitewashed by the media. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Join us and like us on Facebook. Become Patreon supporters for bonus content. For that, you go to patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show. And because there's always breaking news, we bring you some breaking news about our breaking bonus content that we'll be bringing you this week. So here's what we have for you. Ready? We have the very hilarious comedian James Adomian impersonating John McCain. We also bring you an entirely new bonus interview with actual Dr. Adam Gaffney, single-payer advocate and real-life doctor who will talk to us about the latest in the healthcare battle. And from this episode, we bring you an extended conversation that we have with Adam Johnson about identity politics, and he says some things that may surprise you. Plus, we bring you John McCain humiliating his wife, and my conversation with some Pumas, party unity my ass people, about John McCain. If you're tweeting about us, please use the hashtag KTHelpShow. That's letter K, letter T, H-A-L-P-S-H-O-W. I'm KTHelps letter K, letter T, H-A-L-P-S, at Twitter, and Gabe is Gabe underscore Pacheco. So today we have a great show for you. We are going to be speaking to Adam Johnson, a great journalist, and he wrote a great piece about John McCain that kind of rejects the sanctification, uh, whitewashing of, of John McCain, and we're going to get to talking to that. But I thought John McCain was an upstanding citizen, a maverick, and also uh, a representative of of decency politics. Can't, I can't wait till we... Uh... <laughs> Till we, we unpackage this Unpack, myth. Yeah. Make sure that you rate and review us on iTunes. Please make sure that you join our Patreon campaign. That's patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show for great bonus content. It's uh, listener supported, guys. So uh, definitely give us some money on Patreon. Uh, yes. We never bother you with uh, commercials for razor blades. Mattresses, box cutter knives. Build a website. Oh, my God. Wix or, like, Squarespace or something? I wasn't going to name them. You're giving them free advertising. No, you now. know what? Those are horrible. <laughs> don't ever use them. That's what we should do. We should blackmail corporate sponsors. Yeah. Be like, if you don't want to be on the blacklist, we're going to just pretend that you, like, use slave labor. That's right. Of course, the, the latest news is that John McCain has uh, brain cancer. Before we bring in our guests, we're going to play some clips. We have... For a Quite a long time now, known where the real problem is in the Middle East. The president adequately described it as the axis of evil. When do we send them an airmail message to Tehran? That old Beach Boy song, Bomberan. <laughs> bom, 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 bom. <laughs> anyway. Uh... Ever heard that oh, before? Oh yeah, it's great. Wow. Yeah. You know uh, that reminded me of like uh, Robert Duvall's character in Apocalypse Now. You smell it? Hey, fun, son. Nothing else in the world smells like that. Being like, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. But this is a guy who's a senator, right? Uh, it's kind of a, it's cute. It's a cute joke. 
Little cute joke. <laughs> like, um, and of course, that's the Beach Boy song, Bar, 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 Baran. Uh-huh. So that, good or bad, making a joke about bombing Iran uh, set to a Beach Boys song? Sure. So uh, I'd say, uh, you know, you, you never... <laughs> you don't, you don't want to uh, inflame or incite international incidents. So I'd say no. Right. So you don't want to set... Uh, Set violence to a Beach Boys song in general. I mean, I don't like setting anything well, to Beach Boys. I'm not a Beach Boys fan. Right, right. But you I don't. Th- you don't think you should turn uh, like being that hawkish into a jingle. Exactly. Right. Even a if I like jingle into a catchy jingle. So even if yeah. I liked it, what's a catchy song that I like? Um, uh, Post uh, by Marion. Marion, breezy. Or um, Whistle by Flo Rida. Can you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby, let me know. Girl, I'm gonna show you how to do it, and we start real slow. You just put your lips together, and you come real close. Can you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby. Here we go. Both fairly inappropriate songs. But it gotta eat the booty like groceries. But it gotta but, uh, get rid of like those. They're catchy, but I won't like those. Now, this is another thing that I thought we we should look at. The following is uh, Donald Trump's assessment of John McCain. This was very controversial. He said this uh, during the primary. Let's take a look, shall we? A yes. He's not a war hero. He's a war hero. He's a war Five hero. and a half years. He's a war hero because he was captured. I like people that weren't captured. Okay, I hate to tell you. All right. So, what do you think? War hero or not war hero? <laughs> Trump, right or wrong? Uh, I gotta look. When Trump said that, I laughed. And uh, I got to say this, um, look, uh, not every soldier is a hero and uh, they they should be um, what is it? <laughs> judged on the merits of their uh, specific actions on the front and off the front and the way that they carry themselves. Right. And, uh, you know, being captured, I don't know if that necessarily makes you a hero. I, I mean, can't say. If he came out of that war. Right. And was yeah. like, you know, I, I was captured. I was tortured. And that uh, that made it clear to me why we should not engage in, in wars that uh, risk and kill people for no reason except for to stop the alleged spread of communism, the domino theory, whatever. That would be one thing. Then I'd say, yeah, he's heroic. But I mean, it has a lot to do with my take on Vietnam in general. Uh, I, what He was uh, a fighter pilot who was, uh, you know, bombing uh uh, forests and uh, peasants, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and people who were just um, basically struggling to uh, throw off the the chains of colonialism and uh, possibly engage in uh, transforming their country into a, a communist paradise. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think that's a very nuanced historical uh, description of it. Also, but... he volunteered to be in the war, so uh, you right, know, he if... wasn't drafted. Yeah, if you're drafted, uh, it's one thing to uh, feel sorry for the circumstances that you might end up in because you didn't have any agency in going abroad to fight in a war that you didn't want to be part of. But if you uh, happily choose to uh, hop in a jet and strafe villages with peasants in them, hey, man, you know, you might reap what you sow. He's a jet setter (laughs) is what he is. Yeah, uh, I never, you know, I don't, I don't... uh, think that torture is ever uh i feel bad for anybody that's tortured of course we don't wish that on anyone right yeah uh, i also feel bad for everyone that um was he affected <laughs> yeah yeah the reason we're bringing him up is because he was recently diagnosed with uh brain cancer 
Yes. Uh, big deal. And we're, we're going to relate that to his voting on health care. You need your brain to make decisions. You do. And it is scary when someone who has been diagnosed with uh, brain cancer um, or any uh, problems with their brain is still given uh, agency and the authority to affect policy that affects everyone else. Right. Let's be let's be honest. We're going to get in trouble for this. Is that ableism? Like when uh, we found out that Ronald Reagan had Alzheimer's, I wondered how long into his uh, presidency he was affected by it. And if um, the president is a powerless figurehead, then I guess it doesn't matter if you have a zombie uh, <laughs> in office that you dress up in a suit and weekend, whisper. Weekend at Ronnie's. <laughs> yeah, weekend at Ronnie's. But um, if these politicians actually are uh, should have their full faculties and be, you know, um, be held accountable for the decisions they make and actually do make decisions that matter. I I do wonder and how long has he had brain cancer? Does it affect his cognitive abilities? Oh well, we know it does. I need to know we those know things. We know it does. Also, he he was tortured, so yeah. that probably left a mark. And I feel like John McCain probably didn't pursue therapy. You know, if he were a New York Jewish, if if Chuck Schumer <laughs> had gone to fight in Vietnam and uh, been tortured, I feel like he'd come back and he'd do a lot of like psychoanalysis. Right. And right. I say that as a fellow New York Jew, I feel like a like an Arizonan. Goy won't do that. Right, right, right. There's a, a more stoic. More stoic. Did yes. I offend you, Gabe, by, by referring to the Goyam? <laughs> I think I can do that. No, my dad always said, I said, I don't know if I should th see a therapist. And, you know, in the Latino um, tradition, culture, <laughs> there isn't a lot of therapy. And he was like, in Argentina. He was like, hey, look, uh, you know what normal people look like. You're a smart guy. So just don't uh, don't act too, too far behind or too far ahead of the curb. And um, people won't... Uh, single you out so impersonate impersonate sanity is what that's you're saying. correct um so i think we're going to bring in to, to yeah. help us assess john mccain's legacy we're going to bring in adam johnson we welcome adam johnson with open arms yay yay we should start having our guests come in like game shows hi how's it going yeah, he just did a Merv Griffin move. Hi, I can uh, I can confirm that uh, goys do not go to psychiatrists. Exactly. You see, never did been the one in my life. Did you hear that? My dad would never have it. Yeah. You just suck it up and you. Yeah, Adam Johnson is a journalist a, at Fair, many places including Fair, which is Fairness and Accuracy in Reporting, The Nation, L.A. Times, Alternate. Adam has a great article called "Wapo Worships Principled Humanitarian McCain" that's never existed, and that came out at Fair, which really looks at John McCain's legacy. So, can you tell us what you inspired you to write this, and what your what the takeaways are? Uh, what inspired me to write it is that the Washington Post editorial board wrote what was effectively a book report an eighth grader would write in Arizona. And when he was if he was assigned to write a book report on <laughs> on a John McCain biography, uh, which is to say it was incredibly superficial and propagandistic in a way that was like more so than usual. Mm. Right. That's saying a lot. Right. It's saying you, a lot. Because you, you, you usually really the Washington Post. Usually you... they'll throw in a token like, you know, to be sure paragraph or like he did this. They didn't even do that. It was just mindless hagiography. And I, and I thought it was um, it's, you know, this. There's there's that old cliche that 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 um, journalism is the first draft of history, and I think in many ways, in the next in the coming you know days or weeks or however you know long, uh, McCain has there's going to be a lot of history made, and I think it's important that you know without being too glib or snarky about it, because I think sometimes people have a tendency to do that. Uh, it's important that we correct the record and say, well, that's actually what really happened, and 
you know, to say that he, you know, was a champion of human rights and, uh, def, you know, opposed authoritarianism, whatever that means, um, I, I think that's a it's 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 offensive to I think of the most basic fidelity to history, and it's vulgar um, to the victims that he has that he has created and and, and, and afflicted. So. That's kind of why I wrote it. It was it was a it was a hate write. It took me about forty five minutes to write. Oh, nice! <laughs> wow. And what are the things that you would like people to know about McCain that they would not get from the Washington Post piece? Well, there, so let's start first and foremost with the with the premise because it actually didn't focus so much on domestic. It was mostly his his alleged humanitarianism or his alleged um, focus on human rights. Um, there's a there's a general racket about how we talk about human rights in Western discourse that I read a lot about, which is that. Um, Wars of aggression and bombing are not considered human rights violations per se. Um, you know, for example, Human Rights Watch did not actually oppose the war in Iraq. They opposed the, the, the kind of boutique execution of war, but not war as such, which I think is kind of silly. And I think it's uh, really something we need to talk uh, about in a more holistic way. So the idea that someone like McCain, who's, a, who's endorsed every war from uh, Iraq to Libya to Yemen to, to Syria, yeah, name it. Uh, the idea that this guy could be a champion of human rights is, I think, prima facie absurd. So I went and, and to say nothing of Israel's siege and bombing of Gaza in 2014, which he cheer, he cheer-led um, more than anyone, or the, his his uniform support for Saudi Arabia as it's killed 10,000 civilians in Yemen, to say nothing of the almost 600,000 cases of cholera that have resulted from that bombing. Um, so this the idea that this guy anyway cares about human rights is, I think, um, it's... Not only bullshit, I think it's deeply racist. It assumes that I think Arabs don't necessarily need human rights. Because mm. um, they're a bunch of savages. They're yeah. the, the less dead. It's just a 180-degree inversion of reality. And because he makes these token statements about Putin or Assad or you know whatever U.S. official enemy, which he frames in a human rights discourse. He actually wrote an op-ed in uh, April, I believe, or May for the New York Times defending human rights, which was equally as risible. And so I wrote about that at the time, uh, namely that this the, the human rights racket as as it's as is espoused, espoused by neocons and, and pro war uh, elements within the U.S. is a, a total fucking joke. Um, can I say fuck? I can say. Um, it's e- there'll be a like <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll beep it out we'll with like an out, air yeah. horn or something. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Well, then yeah. I, I won't do that. Like yeah. a duck quacking sound. Like one of those right. like AM. Yeah. One of those FM. Yeah. Welcome to the zoo crew yeah. where we talk <laughs> about McCain and his yeah. foreign policy. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I just it's like I I feel like you know sometimes I feel like I'm 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 John Lithgow from the Twilight Zone movie where he sees the beast on the wing and like no one else right. sees it. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, is this, no, is this we real? No, we see it too. We see it too. Oh, uh, no, yeah. it's just funny. It's like, I, it's, you know, gaslit by mainstream media. Yeah. It's, and it's, um, and it's unfortunate because again, I, I think that it plays, it, it, there's a, there's a broader, uh, problem with it in that I think it signals to you warmongers and pro war elements within the current regime and, and Congress, um, that as long as they head fake towards and pay, you know, superficial, um, lip service to human rights again, whatever that means, that they can get away with the most gross warmongering they can possibly manifest. Right. So I, I think that's a problem. Did they mention the gook uh, calling? They didn't mention the gook calling. So one of the things that he's done is that he refuses to stop using the word gook. I guess that's we kind of put that as a mulligan for being in a prison camp. Uh, we could go through a little debate. We could rate certain things that he's done and then say good or bad. How do you how do you, you Sounds like that? Sounds great. Okay. War hero or not <laughs> war hero? Okay. He refuses to stop using the word gook. 
Cook is, of course, a slur for, for, for the Vietnamese. This is in 2000 when he was, of course, running for president. And uh, I'm reading from the SF Gate. Arizona Senator John McCain refused to apologize yesterday for his use of a racial slur to condemn the North Vietnamese prison guards who tortured and held him captive during the war. I hate the gooks, McCain said yesterday in response to a question from reporters about his campaign bus. I will hate them as long as I live. It's always good to elect an official that uh, at least is straight, straightforward when he tells you he continues to have hate in his heart. Exactly. And you know what? He's consistent. He's not a flip-flopper. He doesn't flip-flop. Don't worry, guys. Here's his explanation. I was referring to my prison guards, and I will continue to refer to them in language that might offend some because of the beating and torture of my friends. I have really good news for you. Ready? Break it down. He only uses that to refer to his Vietnamese captors. Okay, so it's just a very small select number. Right. So it's like, imagine that I had been, like, robbed or attacked or kidnapped, let's say, by... by black men, right? Correct. And I only use the N-word for them. For just the robbers and kidnappers. For just the robbers and kidnappers. Right. Let's say kidnappers. I mixed it up. Let's just say for just the black kidnappers, right? Right. So imagine I use the N-word to describe my black kidnappers. I don't use it to describe most black people. And I happen to be a sitting senator. (laughs) Who who affects policy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So... So basically, uh, the, the, the logic there is that he gets a, a get-out-of-jail-free uh, race card pass. Get-out-of-Hanoi Palace. What was it called? Hil- Hanoi Hotel? Hanoi Hilton? Hanoi whatever. Yeah. It's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. other words you can use to describe them. Yeah, like Vietnamese. Right. My torturers. Enemy combatants. Yeah. Well, enemy combatants, why not? <laughs> and then a senior advisor to his campaign, this is in 2000, said, if people understood the context, they wouldn't be upset. By the way, the word gook was first used in 1899 by American soldiers fighting Filipino insurgents. During the Korean War, the term was aimed at Koreans and Chinese. It was directed at the Vietnamese when Americans were fighting in Vietnam. It is now used as a slur towards any Asian or Pacific Islander. You know what? He's like an internationalist. He's a pan-Asian Pacificist. Yeah. Oh, and if anybody hasn't looked, uh, researched the our war in the Philippines, man, that was a bloodbath. So, oh, yeah. Uh, Pretty unfortunate um, genocidal campaign on our part. Right. So shout out. Shout out to the term gooks uh, yeah. through and through. So what do we say? Gooks, good or bad? His comments on gooks, good or bad? I don't think he gets a pass. Okay. So we're going to rate that as bad, right? But again, I think the, to me, the bigger offense for McCain in Vietnam is the fact that he was bombing villagers and not that he uses the racial epithet. Of course, that's bad too. Right. That's um, just uh, clearly. But to me, that's like indicative yeah, of yeah, how. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, um, I think that. Um, if he were a big peace activist. Who was like, right. we need to never bomb the gooks again. Yeah, that would be, that <laughs> that would would be, be marginally cool. worse. No, or better. Or, I'm sorry, mar- mar- yeah. I'm sorry, marginally better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I don't know. Um, you know, he shouldn't have been there in the first place. Right. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Like John Kerry. Yeah, shouldn't have been there in the first place. So at least John Kerry, you know, talked out against the war. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he no kind of had a trans. Would you say John Kerry had like a transformation well, he, or is a more reflective he, individual? He supported the, uh, the Iraq War for the worst reasons possible. Although, in his defense, I've been told by I've, I've been having talked to a lot of people who deal with the the, the Iran and Syria situation. There's uh, the consensus I've gotten from people is that he actually was a, a force of peace when, in Syria and in Iran. Hmm. Um, when, when the State Department actually changed quite radically after Clinton left. Right. So as Secretary um, of State, you're so saying... give credit where it's due. I think in relative terms, Kerry is probably is not nearly as bad as a McCain, obviously. Um, and you know, Kerry Kerry even slipped up once in a in a parade 
an interview and said that he didn't think Oswald acted alone, which was always which was really funny to me. Oh, um, so I think I think Carrie I think I think Carrie has a little bit of an edgy streak to him. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. my that's he's my he's a real maverick. That's my yeah. that's my conspiracy theory about Carrie that he's actually he's actually crypto subversive occasionally. But no, I mean norm, I, yeah, I think he's more I, you progressive. Know, I, I mean even e- even the. Um, even the, the 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 abstaining from the Israel vote in in yeah. December of 2016, which was I think the, was I think the first time the U.S. done it in like ever I think, um, or at least since I think 2002. And um, he said, and he said really critical for the U.S. critical things about you know Israel's policies. And- yeah, I think there was an assumption amongst a lot of liberal Zionists that this was like the last, this was the last ditch effort to save Israel because their minds that that it's either going to be full on genocide right. or there's going to be a one state solution which is true those are pretty much the only two options um and i think that they were trying to like earnestly save it but that's right know, yeah i that's mean that's happen. the irony is i mean the, the biggest the people who are ensuring israel's demise are design are hawkish zionists i would say well you're but you're also assuming that they that complete ethnic cleansing is not on the table which i think for them it is Right, but do you think? I mean, you just you just said that it's true that those are the two. Oh, so you're saying ethnic cleansing could happen, or once? Yeah, it'll just happen. It'll just keep happening in slow motion. Right, 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 right. Or they'll put them in a you know large open Camps. prison like they yeah. do in Gaza. Right, that's anyway. true. Anyway, so I mean, there's another discussion to be had over kind of how. So, so John McCain has been diagnosed with brain cancer. Yes. And there is this interesting discussion about how to talk about people when they are going to die or when they have already died. Uh, when Scalia. Uh, died. I wrote a piece. I did not give it this title. I wrote it for Salon. They gave it this headline um, in defense of grave dancing. Great. I love grave dancing. Oh, yeah, Salon's it's the worst. Fun. I actually, I have full, I, I now with my editors, I have like full headline review. Oh, now. well, this Because was... I've gotten, because I've gotten too many bad headlines. I was like, you know what? Yeah. So I, you get to write your own. They don't, they I don't, don't write like... it. I don't need to write it, but I need to like at least take off on it because yeah. I've gotten so many shitty headlines in my life. Not at fair. I'm not. I would never. Fair actually has really good headlines, but there are other publications who will shall rename. Oh, so that's like a writer that you have for other places that you write at. Not a writer. I just. I just say, hey, listen, because because the thing is, I always criticize um, uh, Bettiger's law, which is asking questions in a headline. Sure. Oh, I know. You're never supposed to ask yes or no questions in a headline. Because the answer is always no. Otherwise, can you guess this industry that millennials are ruining? No, that's that's not yes or no. Ah, yes or no. It's got to be. It's got to be. You know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the most salacious example, which is like. You know, is 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 Putin secret? You know, is Trump secretly working with Putin on X or Y? It's right. like, like if you had it, you would just report it. The right. fact that you're asking me indicates right. you don't have it, but you kind of want to float it anyway. So I I always rail on this on Twitter, and I had one article for a publication that shall remain nameless where they did it, and I was like, oh no. Well, what can you? Uh, I, I guess I, you can't I, say. I, that. Well, I just don't want to. It was yeah. a it was a harmless like thing. It was just right. I don't know. Yeah. So I, I from from henceforth I so, so yeah Salon is notoriously bad with headlines. Yeah. So the one that they grave gave... dancing. Well, yeah, the one that they gave me was uh, in defense of grave dancing. It's true that Scalia was a human being, but I still refuse to mourn a-holes like him politely. That was their headline? Yeah, I'm not joking. Yeah, You sound like an eighth grader. I actually, I ghost wrote the uh, Washington Post thing because my, my beat is eighth grade uh, book reviews. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I actually think this is like an interesting conversation. And I don't, I, I tweeted the other day that I don't call for John McCain's death or celebrate it. But I don't think that we have to distort or whitewash his record. And speaking of anti-Arab racism, I don't know if you saw this. Um, so Kyle Griffin... Yes. Uh, who is a he's a producer at MSNBC's uh, right. Last Word. He, he kind of just tweets out whatever the partisan talking points of the day are. Uh, OK, got it. So this is he tweeted something very, very, very moving the other day. 
which was, uh, I've been thinking about this John McCain moment from the 2008 campaign a lot lately, even more so tonight. Yeah. And tonight is referring to once he found out about uh, his brain cancer. And this is the, uh, just going to play it, this John McCain moment. So we're all on the same page. I can't trust Obama. I, got I, I have read about him, and he's not, he's not, he's a, um, he's an Arab. He is not. No, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. He's a, he's a, he's a decent family man, citizen that I just happen to have disagreements with on, on fundamental issues, and that's what this campaign is all about. He's not. Thank you. Thank you. This is the moment that Kyle Griffin has been thinking about uh, from the 2008 campaign a lot no. lately, even more so tonight. And tonight is referring to once he found out about uh, his brain cancer. Now, I, I, he's not saying... No wonder he said something so openly racist. Did you get misty-eyed? Did you get misty-eyed? I did. I did. I felt like I was watching, a, listening to a Robin Williams speech right there, yeah. like in a movie. That totally. was that was good. Yeah, I was. I I I, I got verklempt. The way I saw that or heard about that tweet in the first place was because I saw a tweet by Brittany Packnett. I don't know if you know who she is. She's yes, uh, you do. Okay, yeah. she's she's uh, one of the TFA boosters. Teach for America. Uh -huh. She has eighty-one thousand followers. And her bio on Twitter says black, all, all caps, black, and then regular uh, writing, educator, activist, speaker, writer, work, uh, build one, love, power, teach for America, yeah. smart girls, campaign zero, Obama's policing yeah, she's, task force, she's, um, pod save the people. She's part yeah. of the, I guess you would argue, uh, I hate to use the word neoliberal, neoliberal. But, but neoliberal wing of the Black Lives Matter along with DeRay, which is, the, which is to say they're, right. bo they're both um, very, they're very pro-capitalist, very pro- uh, Charter union, school, uh, union, union, union busting, busting, right, yeah. Here's what Brittany wrote, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, she, she wrote this. This was always the moment I thought of when I watched Bernie Sanders not take on the racism at his rallies. Okay, she got a lot of pushback, including like a picture of Bernie Sanders hugging an Arab woman coming on stage to speak for him. Let's not even bring up the fact that, you know, he won the largest Arab American population in Michigan. So I thought that what this woman, Brittany, was saying was like, much like McCain being racist, yes, Bernie Sanders was racist. But then I realized, no, no she was actually framing this as McCain's, not, McCain's not racist, Bernie is racist. Yes, if only Bernie Sanders were as anti-racist as John McCain was. We saw this during the primary and we continue to see it, which is that it's so hypocritical and so unaware. But she thinks that yeah. contrasting yeah, yeah. Sanders to McCain saying, no, he's not Arab, he's a decent family man. This right. is the point that I'm making. No, I understand. Not her position on Sanders. But so many people who pretend to be woke and anti-racist so overlook Arabs and Arab Americans. That's true. That's, They're not yeah. part of people of color. Right. They don't exist. And uh, I, when I was a public school teacher, I mean, this is one of those, this is a teachable moment that mm. he failed. Right. Because at that moment, he could have addressed or unpackaged totally. why uh, she would, because the conflation there is that Arab versus decent person. Yeah, that's, I think in, if I'm Arab, I look, I definitely read that and I go, well, why is, you know, why is it being Arab antithetical to being a good man? Yeah. Um, which McCain doesn't really, I, I think with a lot of Republicans, they're graded on a curve. <laughs> and that like, it's like the fact that, you know, he didn't do the, the he wasn't Trump and said, let's throw, you know, let's right. throw them all in the, in the dumpster. It was like, holy <laughs> shit, this guy's woke. And it's like, 
you know, the problem, though, is you keep lowering those standards enough and people like McCain can, can, be, can be racist and vulgar just like you can to say nothing of the millions of Arabs whose life he's wrecked. And they get, and they get, they get little brownie points for, like, little token it's head towards liberalism. This, this is a game he's been running for decades. This is part of his... This is part of his broader public relations. To me, it really shines. I mean, we saw this with Joan Walsh in a Twitter fight that I, not to brag, but I started basically where yeah. she said Arabs are white. Oh, or, that was uh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then she dug in on it. I mean, she said something about a guy not understanding racism or sexism. I said he's Palestinian. He understands on a level you and I don't. And then she said, well, Arab, uh, Arabs and Palestinians are, uh, they face discrimination and hate, but it's not necessarily racism. They're white in the census. Yeah. It's contested. And she dug in. And then, of course, she accused me of race baiting her because the Jewish and Irish race baiting is real, ladies and gentlemen. I can't believe, I, I was shocked when she said that. I didn't dig into her because, like, the whole internet was. But, yeah. man, yeah. the idea that there's not a such thing as anti-Arab racism. I, have oh, you, yeah. have, has she been in a coma since 9-11? I mean, Rakaya, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I yeah. didn't even write back. I wrote back a couple. I, I, I did tweet about her unfollowing me because I thought it was really funny that she apologized for not having unfollowed yeah, me before. Yeah, that was weird. That was a weird... It's the thing in Twitter, people double down and it's like, just admit you're wrong and take yeah, the L and move exactly. on. Yeah, exactly. Well, again, it's the, the pseudo-wokery. What's so offensive to me is it's such a sham. And again, I think this is like... We saw this throughout the campaign. No recognition at all of Arab and Arab American. You don't know the stats about like the Arab American vote in general, do you? I know that he won in I know Michigan. that he I know that Bernie Sanders had the majority of Arab support. He, I don't know the exact he, number. He did though, right? Oh, yeah. So okay, this is never brought up, right? It's never even a caveat. People are never like, Well, he lost the black vote in general, but he or even like dismissed, like with the exception of the Arab American vote. He lost the the vote of people of color, and of without, course we know yeah, that the age an, demographic. I mean, Anti-Arab racism is is the is the lubricant of our current empire. Without without like it, that. there is no bombing of you know Yemen, it's Syria. True, we yeah. don't we don't I mean the fact that they're all a bunch of hothead, naturally violent. You know all the cycle of violent platitudes. It's the same talking points you hear about Israel too, right? The Palestinians are just are just arbit like randomly anti-Semitic and have no legitimate grievances. It's the same kind of. It's they the want to kill us. Arguments. They want to push us in the ocean. Yeah, because or the just, Golda yeah. Meir quote. That's yeah. like that to me is peak. She's like pre-woke. Golda Meir, shout out to Golda Meir, that famous oh. quote where she said, peace will come when the Arabs will love their children more than yeah. they hate us. Oh, this is the best part. Ready? And this is what she hopes for. She, she hopes to forgive the Arabs, not for killing <laughs> Israeli kids, but for forcing Israelis to kill them. Yeah, forcing them. When yeah. peace comes, we will perhaps in time be able to forgive the Arabs for killing our sons, but it will be harder for us to forgive them for having forced us to kill their sons. Yeah. How generous Won't of her. Won't someone think of the IDF air, air, uh, Yeah, exactly. Jet, jet who fighters who will to... speak out for the IDF? Uh, um, but but that, to me, it's actually really related. I feel like there's a con uh, continuity, a thread. Of, oh, yeah. No, no. The, the idea of a pathologized Arab violence is is, a, is a, probably the entire framework of, of Zionist like propaganda as well right. as American propaganda in the, the Middle East, which is the idea that, I mean, you hear this a lot, even even nominal liberals like Jon Stewart, they'll, they'll, they'll recite platitudes like they've been fighting for 5,000 years or whatever, right. which is not, which of course isn't true. There's been, there's been hundreds, there's been hundreds of years of relative peace. It's right. when you start building colonies populated by people from Long Island, things get a little dicey. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, Long Island, big time. But, you know, to be fair, I, I've written about this before. I think Jon Stewart was Probably one of this isn't saying much, but probably one of the most critical voices on of Israel uh, on yeah, television. But I'm I'm saying that like the the ways in which these mindless tropes sure, inform sure, sure, sure. our cliches. Yes, that's true. Yeah. I mean, there was even a video that was like the history of, of Israel Palestine conflict that that trafficked in a lot of this these this idea that this conflict somehow goes back to ancient times, which of course is total horseshit. Right. Sorry, horse poop. I can't cuss. Horse manure. Um, you know who else was really good on Israel Palestine was Stephen Colbert. 
he did this thing called Formidable Opponent. I don't know if you guys saw this, where he debated himself on Israel-Palestine. It was hilarious. Yeah. This is Formidable Opponent. Do you agree with 100% of what Israel did? Well, not 100%. How dare you? You have no right to judge my people after what we've been through. What do you mean, your people? You're not Jewish. How dare you? My grandfather did not die so you could say I'm not Jewish. You're not Jewish. And I happen to know your grandfather is still alive. Right, I said he didn't die. Hi, Peepop. Stephen, a true friend can point out your faults. Really? Are we friends? Of course. You're fat. I hate you! See, a true friend has your back no matter what. But Stephen, Israel attacked a flotilla of humanitarians. Ah, 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 an armada of humanitarists. The point is, while it's tragic, you can't make a challah without breaking a few eggs. Not a moist challah, like P-Pops. I'll watch it. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I'm gonna see that. And then he had Ambassador Michael Oren on. And he made this joke about how they had to have the blockade because they couldn't let like lettuce in yeah. or cumin Chocolate, or something. Olive oil. Yeah. We you know, we, we don't want to have this blockade, but if we let in the lettuce, it's gonna get in as more rockets, machine guns. We try to give the wait, lettuce wait, the seconds. It goes lettuce, the lettuce, then rockets, machine guns. Exactly. This is why I don't eat salads. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, but why? Why, why, why? why can't you actually let in? The, is, today, the Israeli government right. announced that it was easing the blockade to allow snack food, like potato chips and soft right. drinks, into Gaza. What, what made them suddenly less dangerous? And uh, the reason he could get away with that criticism was because he was doing it in character. So, I do think my tweets are... Anyway, so I wrote, I don't wish death on McCain, but don't you think equating not being Arab with being a decent family man is problematic? I wrote that to Kyle Griffin. He didn't write back. Whatever, at least I'm not writing to Trump. Not, I remember seeing this in 2008 and being somewhat conflicted. McCain did, to his credit, correct a falsehood that was clearly intended as a smear. The problem is, and this is really to your thing, what you're saying about Gabe, about teachable moments. The problem is that he accepted the premise that being Arab is bad or disqualifying. The better response would be, he happens to not be an Arab, but there isn't anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with being that. McCain would never say that, but he could have just corrected her and left it at that. Either way, this is not the moment I would cite if I were going to wax poetic about McCain. And then people like really push back on that. And, you know, how could you say that? He's a hero. He's dying. Uh, he served our country. Then people even did the like, this is why people don't speak on race because they're afraid that they're going to be misconstrued. But you can take a workshop. Yeah, exactly. You can literally take a workshop Good on how point. to do. I mean, in watch 40, a YouTube video. In forty-five minutes, I took a forty-five minute uh, like uh, workshop on uh, unpackaging race, yes. like after school in a in a teaching artist class, and I was like, oh, in that we we learned how to do this. Right. So again, like. This is not someone who there's a difference between someone growing up in Appalachia, not knowing about transgender pronouns. Sorry, I don't mean to like Northeast explain. There's a difference between that and a guy who likes to use the word gook, equating Arabness with uh, not being a good family man. In other words, I don't think he gets the benefit of the doubt. But like you say, you know what? Who cares if he said this and and then also were like a major major force for uh, anti-war. I, I just think it shows that if you're if you if you gesture that that the Washington consensus, the Washington Post editorial board, the New York Times editorial board, the Kyle Griffins of the world, the sort of producers, the guys who want to be in the club, 
they value above all tone above everything else. And it doesn't actually matter what your voting record is or what you actually champion or lobby for. It's all about tone. And this is the major this is a major critique of Trump. You saw that he was you know, again, he violated the norms and the tone. Yes. And, and the actual substance, again, of his policy against Iran or even Syria and Syria, well, they didn't actually oppose. They didn't actually oppose the bombing of Syria. They didn't oppose this. They didn't oppose the war crimes in Mosul as such. They opposed the fact that he was, you know, mean about it. And it's and it's he's an interesting real time experiment in how much they fetishize tone above all. And McCain was the quintessence of that of that tone fetishization because he could do the token gesture to human rights or the token thing about Obama's not a bad guy and that was it and they just lost themselves and the and the, right. and the theme from the West Wing swelled in their head and they was like dun, 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 dun. and they're like whoa god yeah that's a real American and right. it's like, yeah he can reach across the aisle whatever that yes, means yes. yeah reach across the it, aisle it's a decorum issue right it's a, decorum it's a real issue. decorum and but the other thing is McCain has a horrible temper and and here I'm about to play some some clips of him losing it so Henry Kissinger was going to go and uh appear in front of the Senate Armed Services Committee. Code Pink decided they're going to show up and uh, they're going to take him on, okay? Uh, the interesting part is going to be McCain's uh, very angry reaction afterwards. Get out of here, you low-life scum. You know, you're going to have to shut up or I'm going to have you arrested. Do you think this is fair that if John McCain votes for... Oh, sorry, yeah. No, it's okay. If John McCain... If John McCain votes for... Uh, if John McCain votes for stripping people... For a bill that strips people of their health care, here's my hot take. If he does that, which is going to vote okay. to, to strip how many people from... Uh, healthcare from 20, 22 million. 22 million. Not no big deal. If he does do that, I think he should be denied medical treatment for his cancer. That's your hot take. Yeah, it's my hot take, and uh, I'm standing by it. Sure. Don't you think it's fair? Um, yeah. Look, if you believe in ex, you know, sort of extrajudiciously punishing people for class war, I'm all for that. I just would want some sort of coherent rubric. I think um, well, I, I think you. It's fair to say you should live the consequences of what you're meeting out to others. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, look, if you want to line again, you want to line class enemy, class enemies up against the wall. I'm happy to do that. But I don't. I don't actually want to kill him. I'm in fact. Well, you are anything, killing him. Well, yeah, but I'm doing that because I'm hoping that he's listening to me and that he will respond by saying, you know what, I'm not going to kill. However many yeah, million will be killed. Yeah, this is a guy who this. doesn't blink while sending, you know. Well, while, even more of a reason then. While, while, while condemning millions to death in Iraq and Li right. Libya and so, Yemen. He doesn't care. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't guess, I, I guess I don't want him to be deprived of it, but it wouldn't be unfair if he were deprived of it. I, I would rather, yeah, if I, I could choose, I'd rather deprive him of medical care than the 22 million people that he Oh, will well, do. yeah, if one had to choose one or the other, obviously. Yeah. You're so compassionate. I mean, I don't believe in the death penalty. I, I'm not, you just I, want a coherent... I want a coherent rubric. All right, that's fine. That's all. Otherwise, it's just kind of what's in the news today, and we're just mad at the world. Oh, no. Uh, I want the. I want all... Sorry, that's a very dramatic... <laughs> my, I have a very... That's a coherent... That's easy. You just... I want... Look, it's like Larry Craig. I want all the... Or David Vitter. You should be living the punishments, facing the consequences that you're legislating or trying to legislate. I think sex work should be legal. But I think David Vitter should be thrown in jail for soliciting sex workers. Right. Uh, Larry Craig, 
I actually feel bad for him. Larry Craig, man, I forgot I, about that. I know, the wide stance, toe tapper. I went to that restroom in the airport in Minnesota. It's like a tourist attraction. You got to go in there. Really? Yeah. Does it have like his, like a molding of his No, you, you, don't, you, can't, you can't tell which one he was in, oh, but well. you kind of hope the one you're in is the one he was in. Yeah, you can always, a, a girl of, can dream, a boy can dream. It's a piece of living history. I did not, however, try to tap the foot next to me, although I, I was tempted. Yeah. Taps or tempting? I mean, you're there. Toe tap. You're I there. Know, I know. I imagine. You're in the toilet stall. So yeah, I think it's easy. But I'm very. I'm not vindictive. I don't actually. I'm not. Yeah. Anyway. No, I, I'm not. I'm not saying you're vindictive. I just think that like. Uh, yeah. You know, again, everyone has their their top five gulag list. I get it. Right. You know, McCain's mm-hmm. probably in the top ten. I don't want to take him out and kill him. Pro- I'm just saying. Pro- well, you are. Let Nate, yeah, but I'm letting. Paul, it's Paul passive. Ryan, These people routinely condemn people to death. They don't yeah, think exactly. twice about it. They're punitive. I mean, look, look, you know, they act like we don't have any money. They just want to. They want to cut deficit off WIC. Trolling. I mean, deficit trolling. You look at the Adam look specialty. at the look at the dialogue on the government shutdown. They 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 shut down all the programs that help the right. poor and the less well off. They they do it as a matter of ideology and as a matter of principle. So and Adam, you could, you should come back on again. We'll draft a manifesto or a treaty on the moral oh. consistency uh, of our extrajudicial justice, <laughs> vigilante justice. Now, guys, I think you're going to m- want to make sure. I don't even think I have to sell you on this. If you've enjoyed Adam Johnson, which I think you have, uh, whom I think you have, make sure you become Patreon supporters. You go to Patreon.com/slash The Katie Helper Show. Again, that's Patreon.com/slash The Katie Helper Show. You can hear Adam talking about something he's super expert in, which is deficit trolling, and he gives great advice on how to deal with people who give you these gotcha questions that are based on false premises. We have the very hilarious comedian James Adomian impersonating John McCain. We also bring you an entirely new bonus interview with actual Dr. Adam Gaffney, single payer advocate and real life doctor who will talk to us about the latest in the healthcare battle. And from this episode, we bring you an extended conversation that we have with Adam Johnson about identity politics, and he says some things that may surprise you. Plus, we bring you John McCain humiliating his wife, and my conversation with some Pumas, party unity my ass people, about John McCain. Uh, So again, check that out. Thanks, guys. Cool. Good show.